Dead Source, your home for TimCast. How's it going, Tim? I'm Nathan, your most, you can only hear me on Patreon now for about a month, host. <laughs> my, my name's Andy, your special features host. And I'm Pat, your union-busting host. Together, we are... Oh, Captain no. Planet? <clears throat> Wild Stallions? <laughs> both of those are good answers. You both win. Yes. Uh, and I don't know if you can hear it now, Tim, <laughs> but I have a smooth, sexy baritone that is coming through on a brand new microphone, so my audio sounds delightful, while the other two's audio sounds like the normal garbage <laughs> that you come to know and love. I was going to say, are we on the line with, with George Clooney here? Whose who's sultry tones are those? <laughs> well, I like that you're saying that, because... The way we record the podcast, I am recording like directly onto my computer, so you don't get the mm-hmm. benefit. You guys still <laughs> hear the same garbage audio that you always hear, but the podcast audience will. I still think at some point we need to get together and record some some sea shanties. <laughs> I'm totally down for that. I'm not even kidding. I yeah, will totally sing some sea shanties with you guys. Um, yeah. But let's talk about what we're doing here. So, yeah. first of all... Everybody's going to hear this episode in some time, but for now, it's the first episode we're trying something new where we're releasing it early for our Patreon supporters, and I put that Sing- S on singular. the supporters. <laughs> At this <laughs> moment, supporters. it is technically plural because I am still technically a supporter as well. Yeah, that oh, does true. not make so any sense. We're performing <laughs> like, for you. You're right. welcome. Andy is uh, choosing to, like, take Recycle. some of his money and give it to <laughs> Patreon.com for it to give like it back a, to him. A cycle where you just wind up with less money than you started with. <laughs> it's called an investment, you wouldn't understand. No, that's true, that's true. No, uh, so, it's yeah, not but we're, true. We're continuing, we're continuing the uh, lightning round. We're just getting an extra round in. And I think we just keep the same order, right? So that's uh, Andy, Nathan, Pat. Right. What do you think we should call this episode? I'm thinking like uh, Static Charge. Like what's, what's a tiny <laughs> that's not lightning? Bad. Patreon one. Uh, ball lightning. I don't know. That's that's but that's bigger than normal lightning. We want like the tiniest possible version. Like, uh, all right, we'll call this a Joy Buzzer episode. How about that? Uh, Tesla coil. Uh, no, again, much much bigger than normal. I think normal lightning is mean, pretty I guess big. Tesla coil. I think you're underestimating the size of normal lightning. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, Andy, what was the topic that you wanted to do yesterday? Well, I guess, did you come up with a new one? Dude, I, I had so many. I understand. You you had I, ten. I'm still choosing from a long list for today. <laughs> you understand. So like. And that choice is? So, uh, I just need to start a timer, which I need to open a tab. Unless one of you guys wants to get it this time. Not it. Uh, I'm happy for you to do it. Weren't you being punished somehow? Like, in... I think you had self-punished yourself for having so many different topics that you're like, fine, I'll I'll keep time because nobody wants to do it. And Pat has done, I think, a fine job in the past, but I don't think Pat ever thinks that Pat does a good job. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I've been, like, off by a minute or so, like, sometimes. I don't know. 
Uh, like, not, not stopping us. That's not great. So the topic which I have chosen today is the one which I am about to relate to you now, and that will be the topic which I have chosen to share with you today. I'm heard happily, and I just realized I'm not holding my microphone. Um, <laughs> say, can you say that in more words, please? Anyway, so, you guys remember <laughs> World War One? Vaguely? No. Not, I mean, like, I wasn't there. personal memory, but you know about it? Sure. Um... There was this thing that happened. I saw 1917. That was pretty good. Oh, I haven't seen it yet. There was something that happened during World War One. It's called, it's known as the Armenian Genocide. Sure. Oofa doofa. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and start the timer. Just a little bit of quick history about this. So the Ottoman Empire on its last legs mass deported and killed it's about 1 million right 1.2 million armenian women children and elderly or infirm people were sent on death marches in 1915 through the desert it was an absolute horror it was the first instance of like systematic state-sponsored ethnic cleansing on record in in the modern history right because well like kind that's been in a done, different way been done but for but not, well, not, not in the last not like, since the, the modern notion of a state but okay yeah you're 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 not wrong um okay. but but <laughs> anyway i'm just thinking of no you're not wrong am i wrong you're not wrong walter you're just an asshole okay then so Oh, I love that movie. So here's the thing. At the time that this happened, in fact, not for it was it wouldn't be for another like 20 some years before the word genocide would be coined. So this has never officially been it never it wasn't called that at the time and no president until Joe Biden, Joe Biden. has said has called it a genocide has referred to it as an armenian genocide and this is like not just an american thing but the whole world like everyone knows and everyone refers to it as the armenian genocide except no politicians say it out loud right because turkey keeps saying you will ruin relations with us not that we have good relations with turkey now but they keep on like threatening oh it's it's gonna be worse don't don't say it Oh, you'll piss us off if you call us out for murdering hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah, great. So so Joe Biden went ahead and ripped that Band-Aid off. He officially referred to it in a speech as the Armenian Genocide, and we're going to see what happens. That was part of his campaign promises, and I don't know if you guys drive a lot on I-480. There's an I-480 billboard that says, yeah. uh, with honor, dignity, and courage, uh, President Biden recognized the Armenian genocide. And, like, every time I drove by that, I was like, like, I wonder why that's never happened before. There's, like, this big lobbying group of ethnic Armenians who are, you know, Americans, and I think that there there's, like, huge movements of them in, that have been, like, lobbying for this for decades so, I mean, I see no downside, really. Like, it seems like a mostly a positive move. Like, I'm not sure where's where's the the negative part of this story. I don't think I don't see it. No, well, the only negative part would be if is if Turkey gets all pissy about being called out for their shit. Hey, yeah, we'll fuck them. Well, they're they're going yeah. to though. 
Like, we know they're going to, but, like, we make this, this decision all the time. Like, we don't call out China for their treatment of Uyghurs. We don't call out Iran for their treatment of women. And <laughs> Instead, know, we appoint everybody. Iran to the UN Council on Women. <laughs> well, we did, we did call China out for that. Back check, back check, back check. And welcome back to Fact Check. Now, while I do not acknowledge that I was wrong in any way, because I was referring to how we traditionally react, Pat was absolutely correct in that the United States, Canada, and the United Kingdom all came together on March 22nd of 2021 and put out a joint statement. We, the foreign ministers of Canada and the United Kingdom and the United States Secretary of State, are united in our deep and ongoing concern regarding China's human rights violations and abuses in Xinjiang. The evidence, including from the Chinese government's own documents, satellite imagery, and eyewitness testimony is overwhelming. China's extensive program of repression includes severe restrictions on religious freedoms, the use of forced labor, mass detention in internment camps, forced sterilizations, and the concerted destruction of Uyghur heritage. Today, we have taken coordinated action on measures in parallel to measures by the European Union that send a clear message about the human rights violations and abuses in Xinjiang. We are united in calling for China to end its repressive practices against Uyghur Muslims and members of other ethnic and religious minority groups in Xinjiang, and to release those arbitrarily detained. We underline the importance of transparency and accountability and call on China to grant the international community, including independent investigators from the United Nations, journalists, and foreign diplomats, unhindered access to Xinjiang. We will continue to stand together to shine a spotlight on China's human rights violations. We stand united and call for justice for those suffering in Xinjiang. What success this has or not, we'll see but it's clear we've denounced them, and more importantly, that Pat was right. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Back check, back check, back check. Yeah, we don't call out Russia for their human rights violations right. because it's financially unprofitable right. for us. At least traditionally we haven't. Certainly the last administration, I forget who that was, but the last administration didn't do it. Um, um, and... Do we do we give Joe Biden some credit? I give for, him a thumbs up on this. Like yeah. pushing these progressive things that have not been traditionally it's, done. I, I, we were talking about this it's offline. Not, it's not progressive. This is like, just it, it well, is absolutely, but it I mean, absolutely is from a standard. Okay, sure. From our our like our political landscape in America right now, this is a stance held by the progressive wing. But this is not a progressive move in any real sense. This is literally just calling a spade a spade, like a human rights. Yes, this is saying you committed a human rights atrocity. Yeah, no. As much as conservatives like to talk about it, we don't have a left wing party here. Democrats are. At worst, like on a global scale, moderates and Republicans are Nazis. I guess I don't know what the the correct analogy would be. Farther, farther right. Very, very far right. Well, the the new Trump Republican Party is is a populist party. That's a right wing populism going on. But anyway, so yeah, the Armenian genocide. It is it's it's legit, um, and 
props to Biden. And, you know, this is one of the things that, and of course, it was always an absolute insane critique made in total bad faith anyway. But one of the conservative critiques of Obama and concerns of about Biden is that, oh, they're weak when, against foreign powers. They're not going to stand up for what's right in on the world stage. Um, and given the fact that they're, they're the people saying that are so utterly they're full so full of poop that their eyes are brown but oh snap but but this is you know an example of how full of they are because this is a, a ballsy move that no one has been able to make in over a hundred years since it happened so hey andy oh yeah we're out of we're 10 seconds so you want to just wrap it up baba booey uh, genocide is bad Ooh, hot take Hot take. Yes. Got him. <laughs> cool. Well, I think that rolls around to Nathan. Indubitably. Indubitably. Uh, okay. Well, my topic that I would like to talk about, we've done an, a full episode on it, uh, but it's been about a year. I would like to talk about the coronavirus. Because sure. things are changing. As of the time that we were recording this, which is uh, late April, early May... I mean, I guess just late April. It's definitely not May yet, but... How many different times can it be at once? That is true. But at the time we're recording this, over a billion people have received vaccines. Wow. Hey, that's a lot. Globally. That's pretty good. Not so much in the U.S., because that would be 700 million more people than we have total. Right. But we are, like, we are also seeing in the U.S., over 5 million people, about 8% of those who have gotten vaccines, have not returned for their second shot, either because Yikes. they think they didn't need it, or they think it's poison, or they saw Johnson & Johnson get pulled, and they assumed, like, that was terrible, and they can't do, like, which it wasn't. I would just want to be super clear. It was pulled right. from an overabundance of caution. This is a really rare event. If you look at what we know so far, there have been six out of the 6.85 million doses, which is less than one in a million. So remember, this is something that we always, out of a, really out of an abundance of caution. Which was, I think, a direct quote, which I very much liked. But... Two of us, Andy and I, have gotten our second shots. Uh, Pat just got his first yep. shot. Woo. Um, yeah, I think that's probably all I need, right? That's, that's like, fine. You, you and the rest of the 8%. Um, but I'm having... Well, so what happens What happens to them? Like, I, I'm not a medical expert, but, like, they won't get full immunity, right? They'll, they'll no. just get, like... Resistance. Right, I, I Resistance. don't... Yeah, they'll just get some antibodies. I genuinely don't know. Uh, but... What I'm what I'm having trouble with is so I am going to be fully vaccinated I believe on May sixth so as of then like I will be able to go do some stuff that I haven't been able to do for over a year but I'm having I've been having trouble like wrapping my brain around that I've definitely gone bowling during COVID oh really yeah they just like separate lanes. It's, e- it's super easy when you're bowling to keep six feet. Yeah, I, I guess it would be pretty easy, but it, there's something kind of, like, gross about bowling alleys that 
during a pandemic makes them kind of unappealing. No, nah, there, there's something gross about traditional bowling alleys, like the the idea you have in your head of bowling alleys. New, like every bowling alley that's making money now are these new fancy, like computerized neon light places. Oh, I want to go bowling with... so bad. Well, and I think it's advised when you go bowling that you just don't like lick all of the upholstery and <laughs> and the bowling balls. Um, that you generally kind of keep your saliva contained within your body. Well, and uh, you're mostly kind of okay as okay, long as you're not. But you still have to stick your. First of all, you stick, have to stick your feet in shoes that how many thousand other hey people guys, wore. Hey guys, just a quick thought. Uh, my topic is not bowling. Oh, <laughs> right, right. So what I what I wanted to talk about right. is just COVID in general because I think we talked about it nonstop towards the beginning of the pandemic and everybody got worn out talking about it at all not that we it doesn't like inundate our lives and stuff like that but the idea of us doing a coronavirus episode again now would be like i i don't even want to think about it (laughs) but i think there are a bunch of different things that are coming up now that we haven't talked about and especially like we're in the ramp down what let me tell you one of the most beautiful things to look at is every day for the first four five six months I was looking up the uh, the deaths, the daily deaths, uh, both in the U.S. and mm. on the global scale, and there are definitely still problems. We we talked about India in our other lightning round and how much mm-hmm. trouble they're having, and I feel awful about that. But on a global scale, deaths are plummeting. In the U.S., deaths are plummeting, and it's really good to be able to see that. Tucker Carlson, mm. Tucker Carlson wants us to like rip masks off kids or whatever now, but. I agree with you completely. I, I would I would even actually up the analogy and say a vaccinated person, someone with antibodies wearing a mask outside is, is like watching a grown man expose himself in public. That's disgusting. Put it away, please. We don't do that here. Uh, yeah, I mean, that hit Tucker Carlson's whole thing is like a whole nother barrel of worms. But like, what if it's run its course and it's killed off like a majority of the vulnerable people? I mean, that's not necessarily I mean, it's great that deaths are down, <laughs> but there could be a lot of different reasons why deaths are down i mean don't i cringe a little bit at when people talk about that like oh the only people who die are like the vulnerable like the old or or have health problems because first of all not true plenty of healthy young people died from covid um (laughs) you're talking about tucker carlson again i i'm not unfortunately well i shouldn't say unfortunately but i don't value his life very highly in a personal level, not like yikes. Monetarily, obviously, he's worth a lot of money, but getting a lot of use out of that hot take sound effect today. Ooh, hot take. Yeah, screw that guy. I don't give a sh. Um, anyway, um, but what I was trying to say, I think, was something different about COVID. Wow. <laughs> um, you don't like the take. You don't like the take that <laughs> you derailed me. That people who are vulnerable are oh, dying well, statistically higher than people who are well. The take younger? is that the take is that if you're young and healthy, you don't have anything to worry about. That that's how people it's like when people say, "Well, oh, the you know the people don't take in the nuance." But that's of statistically that born. That's so, statistically borne out in the numbers, okay, though. But what I'm saying is that that's not people's reaction when people hear that. 
and the statistic when people hear that statistic whatever correctly what they then interpret that is is if you're young and healthy you don't have anything to worry about you don't need right. to go mask up you don't need to worry about yeah, getting no. a shot and my like i know young healthy people who died from covid and like people don't take in nuance they don't do yeah no that's, we we don't do that here in america which is so if you give them this reasoned nuanced like statement they're going to just take what they want to hear out of it and run with it right do you guys remember when the trump administration's plan was like herd immunity until somebody said uh you know that would kill 7 million americans right i'm sorry the the what administration the uh damn it slipped my mind trump trumpet i uh trumpeting there was somebody uh, after Obama, but I, French, anyway. French Horn administration. And that is t- uh, <laughs> No, tu- the, the tu- administration? Tuba. Tuba. For whatever reason, I thought you were going to introduce the French <laughs> Stewart administration. Like that guy was, uh, that guy was that great guy. in Third Rock from the Sun, but I don't know about him. Like I don't right, know what so, his politics um, are. For our next topic, I don't know if you're ready with the timer. You good? Yeah. Go All for right. It. So for, for our next topic, it's been announced. There is a troop withdrawal from Afghanistan that is planned, and the targeted date that they're shooting for for the troop withdrawal from Afghanistan is September 11th of this year. That's not the date that the Trump administration had set. The date that the Trump administration had set was May 1st, and actually the Taliban had right. like agreed to that. And now that that the date is being pushed back to September, now they're complaining about it, although kind of who really cares what they think. But you do get into this weird strategical position, we saw this in Vietnam as well, where when you're pulling troops out, it is a very vulnerable time from a military strategy standpoint, because when your back is turned to the enemy, then that is when they are likely to be attacking you on the way out it's a shitty thing to do but it's something that you see in a lot of historical warfare is uh you know as you're withdrawing from an area catching casualties on the way out it's very common so they're keeping an air of mystery about the the exact ways that they're going to start moving troops as they should you know with any kind of military strategy it should be somewhat mysterious as to what they're doing but yeah i mean the U.S.'s longest war, our, our longest armed military conflict that we've ever been in, 19 coming up on 20 years that we've been in Afghanistan. Ooh. Yeah, almost made it to the 20-year mark. And something that I was, like, vehemently against at the beginning, just, like, really, I didn't see the justification for it. I thought we had no business being there in the first place. And so, I mean, I'm super pumped about us leaving. I don't know what you guys' thoughts are. Uh, Nathan? Sure. Uh, we shouldn't have been there in the first place, and of course it's going to be messy to leave, but it was always going to be messy to leave. And the Bush administration went in with zero idea of how we were going to get out. Like, an exit strategy was right. never part of their plan. So, man, sure. I hated that administration. Uh, but I, there's, like, an administration that I hated more than them, but I can't put my finger on it yeah well the oh well that would truman that would make a lot of sense for you uh (laughs) andy any thoughts on afghanistan yeah yeah yeah, i I mean listen i i think all 
I know Nathan protested this war when it happened. I know I protested this war when it happened. I skipped school to protest <laughs> this war. Wait, is that virtue signaling if yes. we admit that? Like, I mean, it technically is, but it doesn't. It doesn't really matter. I wouldn't well, concern yourself with it. We could definitely do an episode about virtue signaling because okay. I think it's interesting. But I'm just saying that, like, I, I agree with Nathan that I never, I, we never should have been in there. And the sooner we get out, the better. I know that there's going to be problems, but I have, I am anti-regime regime change. Period. Um, I do not support the United States running other countries i don't even support the u.s running the u.s having territories you're either a state or you're an independent country you're one of you're with us or against us no but like we don't we need to get rid of that's not what i mean but like we need to get rid of territories there they can join the union and become a state or they can become their own independent country and run themselves but have it, it it's it's horrible it's gross and and I'll be honest, I mean, I, I'm really happy that Biden is, it's going to be really bad. The Taliban is going to take over Afghanistan, probably. I think that's pretty much the universally understood repercussion, right? Right. That's so, what all the experts are saying. There is something gross about leaving a country in like a way worse position than, arguably, than when we found it. And then there's also like... There's the Kurds, there's our allies, there's people who are friendly in, in the country to us that now are going to be in just a horrible position unless they can get out of the country. Like, the Taliban are going to have hits out on anyone who was even, like, friendly to U.S. troops yeah. while they were the here. The Taliban is going to just straight roll over the guy. Yeah, government. all those people... Everyone who helped us needs to be given immediate sanctuary, transportation, and like be made American citizens. Sure, I'm period. fine with that. But I mean, you know, we need to like you break it. You we need it. to understand that the this like the withdrawing the troops is going to be a huge giant disaster, and we need to be ready to take take that on. That's that'll be the new focus. Senator Kerry, new, uh, you have 30 seconds. You have 30 seconds, right? Then, a, then a Secretary of State Colin Powell told this president the pottery barn rule. If you break it, you fix it. Now, if you break it, you made a mistake. It's the wrong thing to do. But you own it. And then you got to fix it and do something with it. But it's going to be without us, with troop, without us having troops in their country. It's going to be with us, without us trying to puppeteer their government. And... I'm glad that Biden is getting us out of Afghanistan. It's been way too long. We never should have been there, blah, blah, blah. But I got to say, I 100%, like, we are fully engaged in other regime change. In Venezuela, that one was started by a recent administration that I can't think of right now. But there's the the Ukraine regime change that Biden single-handedly handled during the Obama administration, there's the Syrian uh, civil war that's still going on that that Hillary Clinton was gotten for selling arms. Here's here's the thing we we do initial engagement pretty good <laughs> in terms in terms of like getting in there and making like causing trouble, making things happen. Uh, there's a great line at the end of uh, Charlie Wilson's war. It's a quote by Charlie Wilson. He says, these things happened, they were glorious, and they changed the world, and then we f***ed up the end game. 
And that is like American foreign policy in a nutshell. Yeah, yeah. Is that time? Oh, that is and time. That is time. And not only is that time, that's an episode, fellas. But... We 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 did a little mini thing. Uh, we uh, did a joy buzzer. I that I don't know dirty. what I'm gonna call this yet. Static but... shock. I kind of liked. I thought that was kind of good. Static shock is not bad. The toaster in the toilet. It's also a uh, <laughs> a superhero. I think from is it from DC from Marvel something. Static shock was like a a cartoon like a Saturday morning cartoon. How about, that sounds right. How about Black Lightning? Anyway, uh, I'm not going to do a Precious Moment. I, That's a DC character. I'm going to see what it sounds like on the other side, but I'm pretty sure my Precious Moment is this delightful microphone I have now. Andy, do you have a, do you have a PM? Precious Moments. Sure, I got something that I don't know if you guys have heard about. I don't know if any of you, either of you, are interested in soccer or specifically football. Because uh, did you guys hear about the uh, the Super League? Yeah, they're trying to make uh, <laughs> European soccer like uh, follow like basically like American rules. That's that's kind where of... you like kick the ball with your foot, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the um like the European league <laughs> draws like so all the all the um all the countries in Europe have their own leagues but then like it's sort of like an NCAA tournament that they enter in the premier tournament and the the, the champion there's a big championship and it's one of like it's super bowl level um but <laughs> some of the and specifically some of the richest teams not some of the best teams some of the richest teams Right, because it wasn't the together. teams, it wasn't the players or the fans who no, wanted this to happen. It was, it was, the, it was owners. the owners who were like crying because they haven't been making as much money this year, and they decided that they were going to try and make this super league, basically to like force the issue. And their argument was, oh, it's going to be just the all the best soccer, all the best teams. But it wasn't really the best teams. No. It was some of the best teams and and some well, mediocre teams that just have a lot of money. Um, and the other thing that I love about the uh, Premier League is that it operates in a way that we don't understand here. But, like, if you're in the Premier League and you have the shittiest season ever yeah. and you're at the bottom yeah. of the table, you get kicked down to, like, it'd be like if the Indians had a terrible season and they got kicked down to, like, minor league <laughs> baseball Well, because they just didn't do well. And right. you can, but the same thing is true of the minor leagues where if you win the top of the table in the minor leagues there, you can get kicked up into the professional, like, premiership. It's crazy. Like, this is a complicated issue because you have to kind of understand the intricacies of that system, and I barely understand well, it. Well, so here's the thing. It is, but it isn't because the Super League folded in less than 48 hours. Because fans didn't want it. Fans made it so, clear that they didn't want um, it. <laughs> no, and and the players were pissed, and it was a giant disaster. The owners, or several of the owners, issued apologies. <laughs> it blew the, the hell up right in their face. So that that's kind of my precious moment. If you guys want to talk corruption in the uh, World Cup and in like international soccer, I find it a totally fascinating topic, and we should do an episode about that. I have been thinking about becoming 
a better soccer hooligan. I played soccer for, like, most of my life. Well, not anymore, I guess. <laughs> I'm too old to say that now and have been not playing you, soccer. You played, you played football. I, I really have – there's a shirt that I saw probably a decade ago now, and it's got, like, an American football on the front, and it just says, Hand Egg. <laughs> and I really like the idea of referring to American football as Hand Egg. I I don't know why that's so funny, but that just really struck a chord with me. Hand egg. It's definitely not a football. It doesn't operate. <laughs> no, like, it's, um, it doesn't like. But you don't use your foot on it most of the time. Like I I played it I played it as a kid and then through high school and and I I love the sport. I just don't know the like I never dug into the players and the teams to like learn about them and their cultures and like figure out which team I like and stuff. Because it's all in Europe. I don't have, like, a home association. Like, I, like I, it was easy to become an Indians fan, well, I should say, a Cleveland baseball team fan and a Browns fan. I don't really like basketball, but I still, like, I, I was hyped when the Cavs were doing well because a, a it's my hometown. But I don't, <laughs> I don't know the geography of Europe, let, uh, let alone... <laughs> like where all the clubs are and and which clubs are like the smash mouth defense versus the uh, long ball off like i don't know that stuff so and it's not i don't have the proximity anyway i'm blabbering yeah somebody once told me the world was gonna roll me i'm not the sharpest tool in the shed um my pm is just real quick um i do have uh so we should put a link in the description. There's a YouTube video somebody took some of the, I believe it's Hong Kong, protest footage of police shooting tear gas, and they put Louis Armstrong's It's a Wonderful World over this footage. Ooh, wow. And I just got some, I got some deep in my cockles feels from this video, so we could just share that. I think we have to bleep that out. The cockles? <laughs> Cockles and muscles alive, alive oh. Maybe somewhere below the cockles, maybe in the subcockle area. Oh, in retrospect, I did have a precious moment real quick. I just, I've been reading an article about coming up with a catchphrase. I was going to call it, I knew it, I knew you would do it. Yeah. I knew you would um, do it. <laughs> well, I hope we gave you guys something to pay for this. <laughs> I hope, I, Tim, I hope we gave you something to think about this week. There we and, go. And uh, look forward to uh, sea shanties coming soon. <laughs> to a th- oh, boy. Bye. Love you, bye. Alright, well really stop anytime now. That's that new good microphone buy.